The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. It's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like your Brandon Davies. You have consent. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel. Also do that while you're here. Let's get into it. Today we are continuing our summer shoot-around series that we're going to be doing over a seven-week span. We've already published episodes on Arizona, Arkansas, Baylor, Connecticut, Creighton, Duke, Florida, Atlantic, Gonzaga, Houston, and Kansas. We're working in alphabetical order. That brings us to Kentucky. Wildcats were 22-12 and 12 last season, went 12-6 and six in the SEC, finished third in the league standings, four games back of Alabama, lost to Vanderbilt. In the opening game, their opening game of the SEC tournament, got a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament, beat Providence in the round of 64, lost to Kansas State in the round of 32. Shouts to Jerome Tang, more of us. Nearly everybody from that team is gone, but Antonio Reeves is back, and John Calipari has enrolled the top-ranked recruiting class in the country, one that features four five-star prospects, including three of the top six recruits in the class of 2023, plus West Virginia transfer Trey Mitchell. I've got Kentucky ranked 16th in the top 25 and one. We'll see what Norlander thinks about it next. But first, a word from our partners. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, Deadleg, Kentucky, as a preseason top 20 team, mm-hmm. do you adore it? Mm-mm. Or do you find it abhorrent? <laughs> What's that? Did you, did you try and drop an abhorrent on me there? Did you drop a D in abhorrent? No. Oh. Abhorrent. Abhorrent? All right. Uh, do you find it abhorrent? Do you find it repu- repugnant? Okay. Um, neither. I definitely don't adore Kentucky as a top 20 team, but I don't think it's an abhorrent choice. Once again, I'm finding myself landing in the middle here. We have had a dramatic offseason for Kentucky after a dramatic season. Things have settled nicely enough, though. Uh, I'm not off of my stance that the pressure on John Calipari from that fan base remains relatively intense. Now, I think he's been able to put together a roster and GPLA that out in just one second here that has assuaged some concerns, some, not all. I think uh, the most optimistic of Kentucky fans might be of a mind to think that this team has a chance to be top 10 good. I don't put that completely out of the realm of possibility, but I'm definitely not there right now. And then for the more cynical type, you know, if you're not quite there thinking that Kentucky is for sure going to be a top 25 team, you have precedent and and belief to have that backed up Uh, in part because yes, Kentucky has thrived in the past with, you know, a lot of freshman dominated rosters, but it has also even in seasons where that wound up being the case, taken a while taking the scenic route to get to a point where it can be on elevated uh you know an elevated plateau if you will i don't know what's going to be the case with this freshman group and thankfully they got into antonio reeves back but to me it's going to have to be a big year of of upgrading the defense like the defense at uk has not been top 30 in points per possession allowed uh the past four seasons it was 68th last season And one big reason that's going to have to improve beyond just Kentucky validating top 20 status is, you know, Oscar Shibway being gone means that the team is going to take a dip in its offensive rebounding prowess. Even if it is good, it's unlikely to be great. And it has been great the past two seasons. And Shibway carried a lot of that load. So you figure they're probably going to lose an extra few bonus possessions by not getting offensive boards. Maybe the three-point shooting can improve to offset that. We will see. Um, but the defense is going to have to make up for that as well. And you don't have Kaysen Wallace anymore, who was one of the best on-ball defenders in the sport last season. It's a bunch of freshmen coming in. Who knows, right? We don't, we don't know collectively how dependable they will be on that end of the floor. Kentucky offensively could be good, but is it going to be outside the top 50 on defense? If it is, then I'm kind of prone to think that its top 20 credentials are still suspect uh, to further evaluation. Last season, you know, UK was up and down all season long. You you laid out what happened there, but, you know, they win 22 games um, and they make the second round of the tournament as a sixth seed. It was a, it was a letdown of a season and they, you know, they had some, you know, some injury issues here and there. I, I, I get why a lot of these things happen, but um, 
as we sit here getting ready to gear up for the season GP, I think Kentucky will be improved from last season. I do think that's the case, but I'm not sure how improved. Like they won 21 games in the regular season last season, went 12 and six in the league. I think somewhere in that neighborhood again is on the table. And I don't even think this is necessarily that's a huge indictment on the program or Cal if that were to happen, considering the league they're playing in. But there's so many unanswered questions with this roster. Calipari is fortunate he was able to actually put together what he did in the past few weeks after at one point only having seven dudes on scholarship. Here's a question. It's 2023. It is. My calendar says at least. If this were 2013, would this roster be ranked number one in the country? Uh, I mean, uh, in a vacuum, like, uh, I bet it would, it would, or would be close. And I mean, I mean, uh, right that way by me. Like is Kansas is like, if all things are equal, Kansas still has its players. Like Kansas has a a big man that transferred in. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's the case. My, my, my point is we used to believe in these number one ranked recruiting classes more than we do now. We, yeah. And that, and that has changed. Keep up with your thought here. I like where you're going with it, but that has changed in part because, uh, in, in the post-COVID past few seasons, freshmen on balance, not not case by case, but on balance, have had less impact. And across the industry, as you well know, uh, it, it, we have had a return to prioritizing from a production standpoint, more often than not, the third, fourth, fifth, yes, sometimes even six-year player over the guy that's just stepping on campus and is 18 years old. Because what used to happen is you could... Um, you you couldn't win with nothing but freshmen, but if you had, you know, Kentucky's 2012 championship team, three of the top six were freshmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke's 2015 championship team, three of the top six were freshmen. That's now, it. Those are the only two. Yeah, but but three of the top six were were non freshmen, and that was important. But three of the top six were freshmen. Um, it it, it looks like on paper it's probably going to have to be three of the top five uh, at Kentucky this season are going to be freshmen. And yet we think so differently about this now than we did 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago. And some of it is, is because of the, the extra COVID year and the, and the one-time transfer waiver. Because what you're seeing now is older players consolidate. You know, once upon a time, you would have a, like there'd be a really good mid-major older player. And he'd just kind of stay there probably, you know, because he didn't want to have to sit out and whatever. Like Steph Curry just stayed at Davidson. I don't even know if he ever even seriously considered leaving Davidson. I, I'm not certain Steph Curry would play three years at Davidson if he were entering college right now. He, he'd start there. I'm not sure he would finish there. And so what happens is now, like, whatever the – there is no equivalent of Steph Curry. Let me make that clear. But whatever the equivalent of, like, really good mid-major play, that guy's probably moving now to a high-major program that's going to get another guy just like him and got two guys who are, you know, former five-star recruit. The, the, the older players can now consolidate at places and elevate the, the ceiling on these teams. And it makes it much more difficult to win when you're relying this heavily on young people. That's my big question with Kentucky. I, I know people have John Calipari questions. I, I don't really I, like the guy's a hall of fame coach. I, 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 I can understand if you're frustrated by it. If you're a Kentucky fan, undeniably, um, things have have uh, trailed off considerably, but John Calipari has coached some of the, the the best college basketball teams of the past, you know, thirty years. I'm not. Uh, I, I I won't be surprised if he does it again. What I'm less sure of is, can you win with a bunch of eighteen and nineteen year olds 
when the competition as it pertains to trying to go to final fours and, and win a championship is likely going to be uh, rosters filled with, with much older guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, Yeah, that's all fair. I, I think you are giving more slack on the rope to Cal than the fan base will. Sure. If Kentucky this season doesn't finish in the top two in the SEC, doesn't make at least a second weekend run in the NCAA tournament, and isn't seated fifth or better in the tournament, maybe even fourth or better, um, there will still be a lot of noise there because it will have, it will have been a compounded issue. Mm-hmm. And I'm not convinced right now that Kentucky for the next five to six seasons is for sure going to be in the spot where Cal can have this team uh in the top 10, which is, which is the level of, of expectation, which is where it should be. I think, you know, I'm not going to say this is a make or break season because it might well not, but if it is a massive disappointment and, you know, I don't put the percentage on that high, but I, you know, massive disappointment means, you know, double digit seed or worse, not making the tournament. Like there's a non-zero chance that happens because of how many freshmen here, but you've got, uh, you've got good returning. You've got good returning, uh, player in in Reeves and uh and you've got a talented freshman class and then you you know you added like they were able to add Trey Mitchell because Bob Huggins lost his job at West Virginia like right. that's a that's a really beneficial thing they've got uh and, then, just, and it's one of those things where and this is just John Calipari I'm not even trying to whatever this is he, this is the way he talks and this is the way he views the world but he's like we always had a plan in place the plan there was no plan that involved Bob Huggins crashing his vehicle outside of a Taylor Swift concert. That, that, that was not part of the plan, but I cannot overstate how fortunate Kentucky is yeah. that, that a couple of things happened that they got Antonio Reeves back to school. There was a moment where people didn't think Antonio Reeves was coming back to Kentucky. Um, you know, Jeff Goodman reported that he was probably not coming back to Kentucky and yet they get him back. Trey Mitchell was at West Virginia getting ready to play for Bob Huggins. And then hugs has his second, off-season incident and suddenly he's available but if i don't over bart tour i don't know if you even mess around i don't even know if you mess around with the roster i tour. taught you everything you know about bart torvik no you didn't yes you, you never told me about the roster tool I, I i tried to tell you plenty you just didn't want to listen you, you never wanted ready. to talk to me about the roster tool. you were trying to keep that for yourself you weren't ready Somebody Let me know when you me. want to get to wins above bubble. Okay. Somebody Let me know when we're ready to graduate. I'm not there yet. All right. I'm not, I'm not ready for that yet, but, but, but I do know how to work the roster tool now. And if you take 
Antonio Reeves off of this roster at BartTorvik.com. Kentucky drops from 18th. That's where they're at at BartTorvik.com. Don't tell me it's like, I was going to say, don't tell me it's below 40. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, but, but they're 18th at Torvik. Kentucky is fourth in the SEC behind Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Florida. Florida, 16th preseason at Torvik. Interesting. It seems rosy. In- interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. That interesting. If you take Antonio Reeves off the roster, they drop from 18th to 29th. Okay? 18th to 29th. Now, put Antonio Reeves back on the roster. Instead, take Trey Mitchell off. They drop from 18th to 29th. Yeah, to put these guys in the transfer portal. That window's closed. Now, take Antonio Reeves off the roster and Trey Mitchell off the roster. In the portal, they go. Gosh. Keep in mind, there was a point. There was a point not so long ago. It wasn't four scores in seven years ago. It was much, much more recently than that. There was a point where Antonio Reeves and Trey Mitchell, neither one were supposed to be on this roster. Nobody thought either one was going to be on the roster, or most people didn't think either one would be on the roster. If you take them both off this roster, Kentucky goes from 18th to 44. This would be a borderline top 50 team without the fortunate additions, late, relatively speaking, in the calendar of Antonio Reeves and Trey Mitchell. Thankfully, they have them, and they plan on having them. If they can remain healthy, uh, that'll be a big-time deal because health is another thing. That Kentucky is dealing with right now because it doesn't have um, Aaron Bradshaw, a freshman, a seven footer. Uh, he's had foot surgery as of late. And then they've got sophomore Yugana Onyenso, who also has had foot surgery. So a couple of their bigs are down for now. We'll see how they, you know, progress toward the start of the season and then how effective they can be. But they did also add another big. This happened literally just a few days ago last Knock it week. Out. Let's hear it. You want to say his name? I want you to say his name. I got his name. He's I the Croatian it. sensation, Big Z. Big he he's well, he, what GP is referring to as Big Z is Zvonimir Zvonimir Avicevic. He's a seven two Croatian. Yes, Zvonimir, Big Z, the Croatian Avicevic. sensation. Zvonimir Avicevic, the Croatian. I don't. Croatian sensation seems like we might be putting a little too much on his name right now. The Croatian radiation. I don't know if we want to go that down that way either, but regardless, he's seven to Croatian medication. Okay. All right. Kentucky has health concerns, but now they've enrolled the Croatian medication. He is a seven, two dude who has some scoring ability. Um, Still needs to be clear. The the Croatian elevation. Uh, I actually don't know how good his hops are or not. Uh, he's the Croatian observation. All right. He needs to get cleared by the NCAA. Uh, presumably Croatian validation. Yeah. Okay. This is all right. This is worse than Jalen Blake's. So, uh, he did play for a pro team in Montenegro, but presumably he will be cleared. Although once upon a, when in his canter, that did not happen. So, but they're going to, they might, they might Turkish sensation. All right, I think that's enough. And so getting him is is important. Now they've got some real front court depth, presumably if uh, if their other two bigs can get back and, and, and be productive there. They've got plenty on the wings. I mean, Reeves will probably, probably, I guess, lead the team in scoring. Uh, DJ Wagner, you know, good combo guard. Justin Edwards um, is, you know, another highly, highly ranked, just a really 
great scoring wing who should be an impactful player immediately. I think I, DJ Wagner has been talked about the most. I understand that he was the highest ranked player in the cl- class, but Edwards has a chance to be thumbs down to that. What Justin Edwards ranked third in the class of 2023, unless you've reached the point where you're ignoring 24 seven. No, I'm not. But what's your point? Uh, DJ Wagner was not the number one player in the recruiting class. I said Justin once Ed- I was saying once upon a time he was. DJ Wagner was once the highest rated player in the class. Maybe. No, maybe about it, GP. Okay. The Wagner validation. All right. Edwards probably probably winds up as the most impactful freshman on the team. The um, Croatian termination. And then you've got, you know, Rob Dillingham, who is another player that needs the ball in his hands. He's a going to be a freshman lead guard and uh, how he and, and Wagner play together has been the point of some speculation there. And then they bring in Reed Shepard, who, uh, who I think will be a good uh, producer as well and a good complimentary player. But there's a lot of youth here playing alongside the likes of Reeves, uh, Adu Thero's back. And then you've got uh, Trey Mitchell coming in. And the, you know, team's got potential, but man, oh man, I could see them being anywhere from a top 15 team to top 45 team. I really could. I, I, I got to see how Cal makes this all work and how, how he blends it all together, gets the youth to play with each other. And then, you know, you lose Shibway, you lose Severe Wheeler, you lose Wallace, you lose Toppin. And I understand that like even like the guys like Livingston and Frederick weren't like, you know, big time, big time players. There's just a lot to replace here. And so that makes me pump the brakes a little bit. I'm still not convinced I'm going to put this team in my top 25 of my rankings come October. I'll raise the ceiling on them. I could see I have them where I have them. 16th, I believe. But I could see them being like we look up in February on February 1st and they they look like the best team in the country. That wouldn't shock me. That wouldn't that would shock me if Kentucky like I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here in August and just say anything. I'm just not going to like I it am would, it would gen- I know you really would. It would I would genuinely be surprised. And hell, I love a good plot twist. If Kentucky's the best team in the first week of February of college, like that would genuinely surprise me. I'm not expecting that to be part of this team's story for the upcoming season. I'm just saying, and I'm not expecting it either. Otherwise, I'd have them fifth in the country, right? But but I'm saying it's not hard for me to imagine we look up and go, well, of course. I mean, they enrolled three of the top six prospects in the country and brought back Antonio Reeves and and enrolled Trey Mitchell. Of course, they're great. Why wouldn't they be great? Right now, some folks are skeptical, myself included, because because they're just very young. And and, and being this heavily reliant – on first-year players, not new players, first-year college players, freshmen. Being this reliant on freshmen has not been a great recipe for success, perhaps ever, with few exceptions, but certainly not recently for all the reasons we've already stated. That's why I'm skeptical. I I just think there's – you use the term non-zero chance. I think there's a non-zero chance where we go, oh, surprise, surprise, Kentucky with the number one recruiting class in the country, multiple projected first-round picks, and three of the top six prospects in the class of 2023 is one of the best teams in the country. Well, yeah, that makes sense. That's just which, on the table for me. Which which is more likely, if you had to bet a month's salary on either of these, Kentucky gets to one, two, or three in the AP poll, or Kentucky is seated eighth or worse in the tournament? Which one do you think is more likely to happen? Ooh, I gotta think you've got to be, I, I, gotta be I, top three. You got to have a one, two, or three next to the name at some point in the regular season, or they're seated eighth or worse in the tournament. What do you think is more likely? 
I, I think them being at some point in the season ranked one, two, or three, if only because all that takes is you win one big game and, and a bunch of buy games and you've got a zero in the loss column and then you, people just push you up there, whether you belong there or not. They would need your best situation theoretically is you beat Kansas in the Champions there Classic. There you go. You go out and win, you you go out and win your Champions that. Classic game, you just beat the preseason number one. Yeah. That, that's it. That is it. That is it. That's how you go yes, to top three in the country. You go win your Champions Classic game and you're top three in the country. With that's that easy. In, with I mean, it's not easy mind. to beat Kansas, but it's easy to see how it happens. With that in mind, Kentucky, as we record this episode, has not released its non-conference schedule and it hasn't even indicated, like there are still two or three holes on this schedule. They might not even play a non-league schedule. Is what they are going to. I, I assure you that contracts have been signed. There are, there are things on the schedule. So, um, don't want it to be this way, but this is how it is. This is this is as incomplete of a non-league schedule of any team that we will do in our summer shoot-around. But nonetheless, we push forward. Here's what I got. Kansas in the Champions Classic. Then they got, a, they got this Kentucky MTE thing, which whatever. They got St. Joe's, Stonehill, and Texas A&M Commerce. I know you're going to be dialed in for that Commerce game. Texas A&M Commerce, nickname, trivia time. What is it? Um, the can, Texas, you get, can, you even, the, can you remotely get close? Yeah, it's the Texas A&M Commerce Commanders. Not the Commander. <laughs> Although their nickname is an NFL team moniker. Oh, yeah. They're the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Commerce Not Dolphins. Christy, how dare you? They're the Texas A&M Commerce Dolphins. No. That's, you get three more guesses. Not okay. the Commanders, not the Dolphins. Three more. NFC team. I'll even give you a hint. NFC team. They're the, they're the Texas A&M Commerce Packers. <laughs> 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 the Packers. Not the Packers, man. Why are they? Why is nobody else the Packers? Uh, <laughs> Shouldn't we have more Packers when you think about it? No, the Packers suck. <laughs> Shouldn't we have more Packers? Packers. They're the Texas A&M that. Commerce Rams. They're not the Rams. They're the Texas One A&M more. Commerce. It is an animal. I got it. They're the Texas A&M Commerce 49ers. <laughs> Famous gold rush in Texas. Oh, yes. my gosh. They're the Lions. <laughs> the, Lions. the Lions. Texas, known for its Lions, Lions by the way. be the Packers. <laughs> All right. So that is. Oh, my gosh. All right. They're going to they're going to host Gonzaga in Rupp. Don't worry. That's that's a return home and home. I think Kentucky plays at the kennel. It's nice. Of, it's, it's nice of the Cowell. Zags to go to go to a true road environment after Kentucky declined to do so last season and they, they're eventually getting back there um it's the it's literally the last i think it's the last year of this 14-year arrangement <laughs> oscar shibway's kid will be starting yeah, for kentucky exactly. by the time that, that game happens um kentucky will host miami there'll be another wagner mcdonald's all-american by the time that happens they will play north carolina in atlanta in the cbs sports classic they are going to play at Louisville four days before Christmas. They've also got a game against Illinois State, but they've still got to fill in a few more games in the non-con. I would love to believe there's at least one more notable opponent on this non-con schedule. We'll we'll see if that's the case or not. I'm gonna. I think there's a chance, but the, see, they got Kansas, Gonzaga, Miami, Carolina at Louisville. We'll see in SEC play. Here's how the schedule matrix breaks down for Kentucky. They've got to go. They get at home. They've got Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Missouri, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Road games, Arkansas. So they get Arkansas twice, 
Auburn. They get Florida twice, LSU. They have Mississippi State twice. They got to play at South Carolina. They got to go on the road. And we know how that can go sometimes. They got to go to Devin Downey's stomping grounds. All right. They go, to, they play Tennessee twice. They're at AM. They don't get to host AM and they get Vandy twice. So, with all of that in mind, an incomplete schedule, I'm putting Kentucky's over under. They won 21 games in the regular season a year ago, GP. I'm putting them at 22.5 wins. What is the record for the Kentucky Wildcats as they head into the SEC tournament in 2024? I'm going to go. Two non-league losses. You love, by the way, my guy loves saying two non-league losses. Everybody's going to lose two non-league losses. He loves two non-league losses. Just write it in automatically. Two non-league losses. Six SEC losses. That's eight heading into the SEC tournament. 31 minus eight. That brings me to 23. The over. But man, I'm good. I get you within a game every single time, don't I? How often do you go like two, three games above? I think this might happen a couple times, but normally not. Um, Me and Cal and Dan Hurley. Dusty May hanging out the final four. That's definitely not happening. Um, I will go under, but narrowly. 22 and nine. Not knowing the rest of this non-con schedule. SEC will be good. 22 and nine for Kentucky, which is a one-game improvement on what they did a season ago. And I think that will be, in the context of the season, largely acceptable. They set themselves up. Mark me down for UK. Put me down for the Wildcats as a five seed heading into the big dance. Just to bottom line this on John Calipari, because you mentioned there's some real pressure on him. I don't know that it's actual job pressure. Like, I don't know that John Calipari is coaching for his job. He is certainly coaching for his peace of mind. He's certainly coaching for his quality of life. I don't know that it, I don't know that John Calipari could get fired at the end of the season if things didn't go well. Um, but clearly things have trailed off and people are frustrated and deservedly so, understandably so. It's gotten pretty the, the room temperature's actually gotten pretty hot a few times in the past yes, few years. Yes. Like if, if you're looking up GP if like just real quick like last year the the performance at the CBS Sports Classic against UCLA was dismal. If we are at that point again like mid December and they're like outside the AP top 25 rankings. Like it, it's going to be scorching. His seat will be scorching if that's the case. But maybe we avoid that altogether. But I don't want to. I don't want to just dismiss how how fraught it has been multiple times. Over the oh, I, listen. The fan base has, in many ways, turned, uh-huh. and 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 it can be hard to get that back. Um, and and it will. If it doesn't go well, it will get ugly. It will be the ugliest situation in college basketball. All right. I just don't know at the end of the deal they can. Uh, they can pay him to go away, right? It's a lot of money. Yeah. But it will be if things don't go well, there will be no uglier situation in college basketball. I, I concede that point. And the reason is because, I mean, we talk like just you put some numbers on it. It's wild how much this thing has fallen off. Five final fours for John Calipari from 2008 to 2015. Now, one of those was at Memphis. That's also absurd because it's ridiculously hard to even get to a final four. So I know, right, but, but like, I'm just, th- these are the types of things Kentucky fans will point out. Yep. Five final fours for Cal from 2008 to 2015. So that's five final fours in an eight year span. Zero final fours in the past eight seasons. Went nine and 16 in 2021. Worst Kentucky season in modern history. 
zero Sweet 16s in the past five years. Uh, John Calipari went to the Sweet 16 seven straight years from 2006 to 2012. Some at Memphis, some at Kentucky. He's now failed to make the Sweet 16 in five straight seasons. Obviously, there's a pandemic year in that, but still, it's been a long time since this program has operated at the level at which it it operated for most of the early years of, of John Calipari. And if he doesn't get back to that, then, um, yeah, eventually they will have a new coach. Uh, but between now and then, if he doesn't get back to that, it'll just be miserable. Like, it's when you're riding high at Kentucky, this, I imagine nothing better. But when it gets bumpy, I can't imagine there's anything tougher. I think that's an episode. I think it is, too. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening and watching Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Rate it, review it. More of us than there are of them. That should be reflected in the comments. So knock that out when you're over there. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for being here. We'll talk to you again real soon. Till then, take care. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.